0: You're selling to human beings, and those human beings are consumers in their other lives. You, whether you like it or not, are being compared to the best consumer experience that your buyers have had. We have to think about that. B2B isn't as different as we want to think it is.
1: The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears, These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hey, 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 everyone. Claudia Tirico here, and I am back with another episode of the B2B MX podcast. We've got another session replay from our B2B MX online experience in February ready to roll for you, and it's one of my favorites. This is a keynote from our event, and it's starring Dan Genghis, a customer experience coach and former B2B and B2C marketing executive, because... Uh, Let's face it, everything changed for businesses in 2020, right? No surprise there. But of course, there were some positive outcomes from that hot mess of a year. And one thing was clear, companies really pivoted their focus to their existing clients. So, in this session, Dan will uncover how client experience can be your company's ultimate competitive advantage, and he'll provide new and credible marketing opportunities that you could leverage in your own business. He even shares an easy five-step framework for creating remarkable and shareable experiences that convert clients into marketing advocates. So let's let that tape roll. Enjoy everyone.
0: Hey everyone, my name is Dan Gingas, customer experience speaker and coach, and I am so excited to be here with you today. We are gonna have so much fun, and I'm gonna get you thinking differently about B2B marketing and sales. Are you ready? Because I'm ready, without further ado, Let's get going and let's have a great time learning together today. We're gonna talk about how a remarkable customer experience is your best sales and marketing strategy. That's right, I said it, I said it out loud, it's your best sales and marketing strategy. How do I know? Well, I was in corporate America for over 20 years. I worked at companies like McDonald's, Humana, Discover. And I also worked at smaller companies, including two to B2B companies. I've been there. I've been in your seat. I know what it takes. And I'm telling you, I wish I learned this earlier on in my career because it certainly would have helped. So let's get started. Let's check out some facts. Did you know that there are more than 6 million blog posts that are published on the internet every single day? How about tweets? Can you believe there are more than 650 million tweets every single day on Twitter? Now, let's see if you can guess how many emails are sent every day. I know that email is a channel that you're using a lot to talk to customers. How about if I told you that the number wasn't in the millions or the hundred millions, that it was actually two hundred and fifty nine billion emails and this is what happens when your prospects see all of this from you and from everybody else that they're getting bombarded with they see content everywhere some of it hits the mark some of it doesn't some of it's way off the mark but they're sorting through all of it how in the world can you stand out from all of that noise Well, I'm gonna tell you that a better strategy is to focus on your existing customers instead. After all, these are the people that are already paying us money, that are making our company profitable, that are paying our paychecks, but we're so focused on bringing in new people, we're forgetting about the ones that we already have. Why do we practice account-based marketing for prospects, but not for customers? Let's take that same energy and enthusiasm and success and apply it to our existing customers. And here's why. Everything changed in 2020. I don't have to tell you that. You went through it, I went through it. We all went through it together. We're still going through it. But one of the positive outcomes of the pandemic is a much more intense focus on customer experience and employee experience from every industry on the planet. Why? Because people do business with people that they like, that they trust, and that they feel safe with. And even more than ever before now, that has come to fruition. And customers are making their decisions every day, both B2C and B2B customers, on where they're going to spend their money based on the relationship and the experience that they have with a company. You see, most B2Bs have a big problem. It's called the leaky bucket. Now, my friend Ryan Foland drew this stick figure for me. And you can see that's obviously me, right? Because it's Handsome Bald Guy there holding a bucket of customers. The problem is is that bucket is leaky. But thankfully, Handsome Bald Guy is there with the net to catch those customers and keep them spending money with us, increase retention, reduce churn rate, and of course, increase the long-term value. Right, that's what we're looking at here. So stop always focusing on more and more and more new sales coming in and start focusing on your existing customers because they're gonna help you in that sales department. You see, when people have experiences They share them. They share them on social media, but they also share them IRL, in real life, friends, family, colleagues, business associates. They talk about experiences that they have. Now, when we think about what gets shared, we often think about negative experiences because, man, we've all had negative experiences, and we've all seen people share negative experiences, especially on social media. Yeah, some people share positive experiences, not as many as we would like. Do you know what doesn't get shared? What my millennial friends call meh meh is a so-so experience let me tell you about the perfectly average restaurant i went to last night said nobody ever and if you are giving people a meh experience they aren't talking about you either but we can move this little lever here and we can push some of those meh experiences into positive we're going to get people talking about us you see While 30% of consumers say that they would share a negative experience or write a negative review online after a bad customer experience, almost half of consumers say the same thing about a positive experience. And yes, this applies to B2B. Why? Because you're selling to human beings and those human beings are consumers in their other lives. You, whether you like it or not, are being compared to the best consumer experience that your buyers have had. We have to think about that. B2B isn't as different as we want to think it is. So customers are more willing to share positive experiences than negative ones. It's just that we don't have very many positive experiences. In fact, two-thirds of customers say they can't even remember the last time a brand exceeded their expectations. Can you? Can you remember the last time that a company wowed you so much you couldn't wait to tell your friends and family? Go ahead, I'll wait. Think about it. Now try to think about the last time you were disappointed by a company, B2B or B2C. I'll bet that one came to mind pretty quickly. Might be your cable company, might be your insurance company. The fact is we're disappointed all the time by companies that we spend our hard-earned money with. So why not be that company that exceeds expectations and gets people talking about us positively? Wondering if this makes any difference to the bottom line? Of course it does. Watermark Consulting, Consulting took a look at the Forrester Customer Experience Index. Now, this is the coveted list that companies in all industries want to be on. And you're either a leader in customer experience or you are a laggard. They looked at 11 years of stock market returns. And what they saw is that not only the leaders far outperformed the S&P 500, but the laggards were way behind. And do the math the leaders performed 3x that of the laggers. So customer experience matters. Oh, you're not a public company, you say. That's okay. What do you think makes stock prices go up? Well, how about higher spend, lower churn, more referrals, which means it's a higher long-term value for your customer. These are B2B words that we talk about and use, and they are relevant here. When you have a great customer experience, you build sales and revenue and profitability and your company grows. The best part also is you take some emphasis off of your sales team and your marketing team. That pressure every year, the sales goals go up and up. They never go down, they only go up. And so the pressure keeps increasing. We can relieve that pressure by focusing on our existing customers and getting more out of them and getting referrals, which of course are the best kind of new business. Now, I've developed something that I call the WISE approach. And this is to teach you how to create remarkable experiences. Now, WISE stands for witty, immersive, shareable, and extraordinary. And we're gonna go through each one of those and I'm gonna share real life examples of companies that are using these to create Experiences for their customers and clients that get shared. Now, you don't have to apply all four letters to an experience, but the more you apply, the better chance you're going to have of an experience that people want to talk about. So let's talk about being witty first. Now, I don't mean telling jokes. Humor can be very dangerous in marketing, as I'm sure you all know. Something that I find hilarious, you may find offensive. Something you find hilarious, I may find offensive. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't need to be stand-up comedians. But witty really means using language that is clever, unexpected, a little bit different to stand out from the crowd. Here is a sign in downtown Manhattan on the side of a building that I absolutely love. We are probably the lowest priced in the city. Now, what do we know about this company? We know that they're honest. We know that they have a sense of humor. And we probably know they're going to be fun to do business with. Does it matter what they sell? Does it matter if they're B2C or B2B? It doesn't. We already like them because of the way that they're talking to us. Now, I want you to think about how do you communicate to your prospects and customers? Do you talk like a boring old SaaS company that says the same thing as every other boring old SaaS company? Or are you different? Is your language different? Does it stand out? Is it witty and memorable? Here's a B2B company that we all know and love, Slack. Every time you load up Slack, unless you've got the personalized message which you can put in, which is a great ad, you see this one. Please enjoy Slack responsibly. It's witty. It's fun. It's a little wink-wink. You either understand the joke or you don't, but it's different language. So let me ask you, if you're in the business of a B2B and you have software or you have a login or platform or something, is there anywhere at all in your platform that offers maybe a little bit of witty humor or fun words or just a little wink, wink, something a little different, relax, let your uh, let your hair down a little bit. See, I can say that because, see, I let my hair down every day. But Slack does that, and it's a great example, of so easy to do. Here's one more. A company called Planable has this long website like you probably have where you scroll and scroll and scroll and learn more, and then you finally get to the bottom of the screen. And it says, now that you scroll all the way to the bottom, it's just the right time to stop reading and do some clicking instead. It's witty, it's clever, it's casual language. Almost every other B2B site says something like, sign up for a demo, ah, <sighs> that's boring. We don't have to be boring. There's no law that says we have to use the same language that everybody else uses. You probably have legal disclaimers. You probably have contracts, you have all sorts of things that the law department makes you do. You might even have one of those emails at the bottom, or one of those disclaimers at the bottom of your email that says, if you're not the intended recipient, you know, we have to take your firstborn child if you don't delete it, et cetera, et cetera. A company in Asia, in Malaysia, called iFlix, which is a uh, streaming video company similar to Netflix, decided to have some fun with their email disclaimer. They started it off with the words, covering our butts. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see some legal disclaimer that starts with covering our butts, I want to read it. And guess what? When you read it, it's fun. It's like a marketer and a lawyer walked into a bar, and then they walked out with this disclaimer. Even legal language, your contract language, your invoices, these are all opportunities where you're communicating with a customer or a prospect, and it doesn't have to be dull or boring. Show some personality, and this is what gets people to like your company and to talk about you. All right. So we've become witty. Now we're going to talk about being immersive. Now that's about feeling the experience in your bones and also having it be very consistent throughout. Too many times, especially with big companies, but even as B2Bs that start off small and start growing, what happens? They become siloed. And when they become siloed, the experience becomes siloed. And trust me, your customers see this. Your customers don't care how your company's organized. They don't care what department they're supposed to deal with. They look at you as a single company and they want a single, consistent, fluid experience. So immersive, I said at the beginning, is also about feeling it in your bones, getting a different type of experience. Now, true story, every morning, I wake up to the theme song from The Greatest Showman, and it goes something like this, <laughs> what? Boom, boom, whoa, ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for, whoa, boom. So you can see why it wakes me up, right? Now, what does this have to do with customer experience? Well, I'll tell you. When The Greatest Showman got popular, it came back into theaters for a second run. But the second run was labeled a sing-along version. Now, let's think about what it's like normally to go to the movie theater. We're asked to be quiet. The lights are turned out. We're going to have to turn our phones off. In the sing-along version, none of those things is happening. The lights are on. It's a party. You're, you're, You're supposed to sing along. You're supposed to be loud. You're supposed to be part of the show. And that is an immersive experience. The only other movie that I know that did this was Disney's Frozen. And it is not surprising that my teenage daughter, when you ask her her favorite movies, even today, Greatest Showman and Frozen show up on the list. Why? Because she had an experience with them that was different than just going to the theater. Now, I know you're not a movie company. You're asking, why is Dan talking about The Greatest Showman? Why on earth is he singing to us? Well, first of all, I'm singing to you because I'm showing you that you can create an experience anywhere, even in the middle of a business conference. And you can do the same thing in your business. If there isn't an experience, make one. Do it differently. Look at what your competitors are doing and then do the opposite. When you're doing demos, how do you make that demo so much fun that people are going to sign up every time because they just want to do business with you? That's what The Greatest Showman did. They got people to fall in love with the movie all over again in a new way. Great company out of San Francisco called Imperfect Produce does a great job of a very consistent fluid experience. that I want you to learn from even though it's B2C. Now, the first thing that they do is they have these vegetable characters with the googly eyes. What imperfect produce does is they basically take imperfect produce from farms, either overstock or uh, fruit and vegetables that are too big, too small. They got dents, bruises, they're weirdly shaped, whatever. They can't go to the grocery store because grocery stores have very high cosmetic standards. So they buy them up and they sell them in a subscription box. But all throughout the experience, you feel like you're a part of something. So you are, you're shown all of these funny real pictures of fruits and vegetables. And then when you get one in your box, you're like, Hey, I found one, everything but the googly eyes. It goes through their marketing. So they use puns and they use the googly eyed characters again in their marketing. This is a real sign in downtown Chicago. When you, uh, when you, they tell you how much Food you save from the landfill by buying this produce that would normally be thrown away. And as you hit certain milestones, they send you surprise cards in your box and I got a a free reusable bag. And then of course, they encourage people to join in on the fun. So when I found the red potato that matched their brand, of course, I felt like I had to take a picture of it and share it on Instagram. All throughout the experience, I feel like I'm a part of something. And that is what B2Bs have to do as well. Make sure that at every point in your experience, somebody is saying, man, I'm glad I'm doing business with this company. All right, we've been witty and immersive. Let's talk about being shareable. Now this may be the most obvious, but frankly, it's a little bit harder for me to be, I'm going to admit, but I'm gonna try to still show you some examples that are meant to encourage you to think about sharing. Now sharing can be on social media or it just can be in real life, right? What's the best kind of new sale that we can make? A referral from an existing customer. That's shareable. So if we create experiences that people want to share, hey, they tell somebody else and they say, you guys should be doing business with these people too. All right, wonderful company called Punk Post. I want to recommend that everyone, everyone at this event, go to punkpost.com and become a customer. Here's what happens. You order a card, you pick out a card. Maybe it's a thank you note to a new client for doing business with you, or it's a birthday card because you're keeping track of your customer's birthdays, right, right? Okay, good. And you go to their website or their mobile app and you write what you want to say. Punk Post then hires an artist to hand create your card and hand draw it. They look like works of art. Then somebody gets this in the mail. And what do you think the open rate is, by the way, email people? 100% open rate. But that's not all. They get this and they share it with other people. Folks that work in offices hang up these cards on their bulletin boards because they're so beautiful reminding them of the person that sent it. Does that happen when you send an email to somebody? Probably not. And the cost of this is really not much more than going to the store, buying a Hallmark card, writing in it yourself, putting a stamp on it, putting it in the mailbox. It is a great, great, great way to create a shareable experience along the customer journey. Remember, when you make a new sale, don't just celebrate with the sales team. Make sure you're celebrating with the customer who just decided to sign on the dotted line, right? As consumers, when we make a big purchase, we always feel some sort of regret, right? We're always buyer's remorse. We're wondering whether we made the right decision. Your customer's doing the same thing when they sign that contract. So make them feel like they made the best decision ever by involving them in the celebration. Send them a card, I guarantee you it'll work. Okay, when I was at Discover Card, we tried something with new customers as well. After they were a customer for 90 days, we sent them a card in the mail that just said, enjoy a $5 treat on us. $5 Starbucks gift card. $5. That's it. There was no sales pitch. There was nothing else on it other than a little hashtag. Now, some people said, well, what if people don't know what to do with a hashtag? And I said, don't worry. If they don't know what to do with a hashtag, we're not talking to them anyway. Here's what happened. Not surprisingly, lots and lots and lots, thousands of people shared that they got this free gift card from Discover, and they all tagged Discover. But then something happened that even I didn't predict. They took that card, they went to Starbucks, and they started posting pictures of their drink and still thanking Discover for their drink. This happened even weeks later when people finally went in and redeemed the card, right? All we did was put a little hashtag, and we did something nice for customers, Can you afford to send a $5 thank you to your customer? It's easy, it's memorable. Almost no company does it and people will share and talk about it. Again, $5, it's not like we sent a $5,000 gift card, five bucks, that's it. Everybody was excited. Here's another great organization, Charity Water. I encourage you to check them out. Fantastic experience. They create, uh, they build wells all over the world for communities that don't have access to fresh water. This was actually an email that they sent to people celebrating a milestone that they had hit, which was 10 million people in the world or 10 million people that now have access to fresh water. But you see how they created it in a gift format and they are celebrating with the customer. Right? This becomes very shareable. The gifts are shareable, right? Why can't, when you accomplish something with your customer, why don't you put something together like this and make it shareable as well? The cost here, almost nothing. All right. We're going to now focus on extraordinary. Now, this is where I sometimes lose people and they say, damn, I'm not going to be able to afford extraordinary. Wrong. Extraordinary just means a little bit better than ordinary. It doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, the ideas that I try to share with you across this presentation are simple, practical, and inexpensive. Let's take a look. You probably have a website that has something like this navigation at the top. How do I know that? Because a company called Tank Design did a survey of b2b companies and found that almost every b2b company has some form of this navigation at the top of their site guess what they did next they then did a study of buyers and they asked them a hypothetical question of trying to find something on the website And they said well which of these would you go to if you were trying to find x y or z do you know what they found almost 20 percent each to those five navigation elements in other words People had no idea where to go on the website. And yet, almost every B2B company uses almost these exact navigation items. I can see some of you, even though I can't see you. I can see some of you blushing right now because you know I'm talking about your website. Why do you have to use the same words that everybody else uses? Use words that describe your platform, your company. Go to Chewy.com is a great example, where if you're shopping for pet supplies, it doesn't say pet supplies, it breaks it into categories so that you know if you have a cat or a dog or a rabbit, and it allows people to find stuff more easily. Does anybody really know what the difference between a service and a solution is? I don't, but it's all over the place. So you can be better than ordinary by using words that your customers actually understand and can relate to. Here's a great example from Marketo, also a B2B company. They offered a lead gen workbook. I'll bet you have a lead gen, right? Easy as pie here. We got to download, you know, fill in your name and information, we'll send it to you. But I'll bet what you didn't expect in the definitive guide to lead generation is a color by number and a word search with marketing terms in it. That's right, they added some fun to their download. Just because, just because they wanted to be different and they wanted to be better than ordinary. How much did this cost them to do? Pretty much nothing, maybe a little bit of time. But just because you offer a lead gen that's a white paper, oh, another white paper, can we make, can we have it be fun? Can we integrate some video into it or integrate a game or be playful or be witty or do something a little bit different than anybody else? Yes, we can. Whatever business you're in, you are helping people, you're helping them accomplish their goals, you're helping them grow their business. This video is such a great inspiration because it shows how a B2B company can act like a B2C and create those emotions that we all get when we watch Super Bowl commercials or whatever, but we do it from a B2B space. Okay, I wouldn't be doing my job if I left here with you only being wise. So I am going to make you wiser because when you create all these positive experiences, people are gonna talk about you and you need to respond. And that's the R in wiser is being responsive. Now, one thing that's really important, we talked about the leaky bucket before. If you don't respond to customers, particularly in social media, you risk a 15% increase in churn. I know you can't afford that, most companies can't. So let's tell let's explain what we mean here. This is a scene from NBC's This Is Us. Now I'm not gonna have any spoilers here, but this is the main character, Jack, and this is probably the most important scene in the history of the series, the defining moment. And the antagonist in the scene happens to be that crockpot in the background. Now crockpot at the time had no social media presence, much like probably a number of you watching today. They woke up the next morning to thousands of tweets like this. Thanks to This Is Us for crushing my soul week after week. Additionally, I'll no longer be making crockpot chili after last night's episode. Management got together, created the Twitter handle, and started responding. We're heartbroken over last night's episode too, Kayla. We're innocent until proven guilty. Since the 70s, we've been providing families with quality and safe products. Here comes my favorite part. Ask your parents if you don't believe us. DM us with any questions. Anybody want to guess what Kayla did next? How about this? I apologize for what I said when I was in an emotional state. I could never live without my beloved crockbot. Hashtag crockbot is innocent. You see how we took Kayla from being a brand detractor to a brand advocate in just a couple of minutes? Magic, just by being responsive. Duke Energy is a monopoly utility company. Customers don't even have a choice whether to use them, business customers and consumer customers. What they do is they hired a storm director, Jason Hollifield, and they put him out on social media and he records videos ahead of a storm. Basically says, hey, look, big storm coming. You may lose power. Don't worry. We're on it. Do you know what happens? Number one, customer satisfaction scores go way up. Number two, the phone calls to the contact center go down. Because people trust Duke Energy, and they know since they were warned ahead of time that if they lose their power, they don't have to call because Duke Energy has got their back. Do you have your customers back? And if so, do you tell them about it like Duke Energy does? All right, so to get people talking more positively about your company, you need to be wiser, witty, immersive, shareable, extraordinary, and responsive. I hope you've enjoyed the presentation today. My name is Dan Gingis, customer experience speaker and coach. Thank you so much for being with me. If you liked what you saw, there's more where that came from. And I have a new book coming out later this year in September that covers all of these stories today, plus dozens and dozens more. Thank you so much again. Can't wait to hear your questions. Have a great rest of the conference.
1: All right, well, that's a wrap on Dan Gingis. His session was so fun and engaging, and I personally hope to have Dan back to speak at our events in the future. And speaking of future events, we're going back to in-person this August with our B2B sales and marketing exchange in Boston. There's still time to register and reconnect with the B2B community in a face-to-face setting. Obviously, we're keeping it really safe and intimate. So check out the website for more details. We've got the agenda up there. And register if you can. I'll toss the link in our show notes for easy access. And um, yeah, I hope to see you all there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the pod on the streaming service of your choice and hit us up on social media to share your thoughts, feedback, and guest suggestions at any time. That's a wrap for me today. Thanks again for
0: joining us. I'll catch you next week.